let's go to Makkali Gosal. Then the king was not, not satisfied, he kept silent. Then Sanjaya Bellatiputta, another minister said Sanjaya Bellatiputta. Then Pakuda Kachayana, Ajita Kesa Kambali, then Niganta Nathaputta, the six teachers, the famous teachers, all of them were very well known teachers during the time of the Buddha. So they suggested these six different teachers, but the king was not, not satisfied, he was not happy with uh, such teachers because he had bad experience with these uh, six teachers. When, at a time when he went to meet them, he asked questions, but they said something, uh, something opposite. So therefore, he was not satisfied with these teachers. By that time, the king's doctor and the Buddha's, Buddha's doctor, Jivaka, he was there, been silent, so the king asked, why are you silent? Do you think of any, any recluse, any Brahmins, so that we can go to meet now? Then he said, why not? The Buddha is in my uh, mango grove together with 1,250 monks. Now let's go to the Buddha and he will definitely teach us something new, teach us how to gain peace, how to develop peace, and finally how to attain peaceful state of liberation. So then they decided to go to the Buddha. Now they went to, went to meet the Buddha. When they went to uh, the grow, the mango grow, only the king and the uh, doctor, Jivaka, only they both went in to meet the Buddha. Now in dark, they are reaching the Buddhas, where the Buddha and the monks were practicing. So when they, when they reach in the place, Nobody, it's dark. The king was so afraid that he thought that now this Jivaka is going to betray me. He's going to hand over me to the enemies. Now he said, what are you going to do, Jivaka? If there are 1,250 monks, no sound of a sneezing, no sound of a coughing. So the, where are the 1,250 monks? Where are the Buddha? Now you are, you are going to uh, betray me. Like that he said. Then he said, Jivaka said, no, no, don't worry. Don't be afraid. You see the light, light uh, burning in the pavilion. Deepa Jayanti, uh, yeah, he used the term. Deepa Jayanti means light is burning. Lights are burning. Light Jha, Jhanati. That is Jha, Jaya, Jhana, Jayati, where we come across this term. And again, in the Agganya Sutta, Genesis, Buddhist Genesis, this discourse named Buddhist Genesis, Agganya Sutta, where we come across this term referring to those who were practicing meditation in the woods. Uh, at a time, according to the human history, there was a time that the people, uh, they been afraid and been quite uh, 
aloof, they wanted to be aloof from such uh, sacrifices performed by Brahmins, killing thousands of animals. Some intelligent people thought that this is wrong and they simply deviated and they went to the woods and started to practice. During that time they were called Jayakas. Jayakas means meditators. They have been in the woods, they practice. Then the people call, call them Jayakas. And at a time, after some time, they give up practicing, give up meditation, and they then started to read and write books. Then the people started to call them Ajjayaka. They don't meditate. Ajjayakas. So such things we come across. Another occasion, another instant. From Majjhima Nikaya, Mara Tajjaniya Sutta, Mara's threat, Mara Tajjaniya Sutta from Majjhima Nikaya, the middle line say, where one day, Venerable Mahamoggalana was practicing walking meditation outside, outside of his kuti. Then he felt that his, his stomach is very heavy. Then uh, he contemplated, he couldn't understand, then he went in and he sat on a chair and then he contemplated and he observed his belly, his stomach, what's wrong. Then he found Mara in the, his body, his belly, Mara. He has entered the stomach and now he has entered the colon. Then he said, Mara, come out. Don't harass the noble ones. Then the Mara came out and he stood against the doorpost and he thought, this, this recluse, though he says this, he does not know me, he, does, he can't understand where I am now. Even he can't think of me. The Mara thought that. Then, then Venerable Mahamoggalana said, Mara, I can see you and I can understand what you are thinking. Mara, don't harass monks, don't harass these noble ones. Being harassed, you will be born in woeful state, purgatory state. And he further said once, in the time of the Buddha Kakusanda, Kakusanda Buddha, Venerable Maggal Maggalana said once, in the time of the Buddha Kakusanda, I was a Mara, named Dusi. By that time, name was Dusi, Dusi Mara. I had a sister. You were the son of that sister. That means you were my nephew by that time. So, by that time, the Buddha Kakusanda had two chief disciples. One, Venerable Vidura. The other, Venerable Sangjiva. Vidhura was the very sharp-witted and very clearly taught Dhamma. Therefore, he was called Vidhura. Sanjiva means living happily, peacefully, without any harm. Sanjiva, that uh, venerable, wherever he went, easily, congenially, he, he easily, peacefully come to the state of neither... Uh, state of complete cessation of feeling and perception. 
Sanya Vedeta Niroda. That is an attainment. So wherever he sits, he easily he can attain this state of mind, which is called neither perception, uh, no, it is called uh, complete cessation of feeling and perception. One day, while he was sitting under a tree beside the road, he entered this attainment, Nirodha Samapati. Once you attain Nirodha Samapati, you just like a dead dead person, dead body. No feeling, no perception. You are just like dead. When the people pass there, some plowmen and some uh, cow herds and some other people, he, they saw him, seen, they thought that this Bhante sitting, he, ha, he is died now. This Bhante. So they collected some leaves and twigs and some dead branches and leaned towards his body and they put fire on it to burn this dead, dead monk. And then they went back. Throughout the night, uh, they were not there. Then the following day morning, Venerable Sankhicha rose up. He rose from the uh, attainment and nothing happened to his robe even. He was nicely the same. He then went from house to house begging. He was an arahant. So he went from house to house begging. When he went, for, went from house to house begging, people being amazing. Oh, this is the Bhante who died and we, we cremated him. Now he is here. So being such amazing, they understood the virtuousness of the monks. Then they started to respect the monks more and more. And then what happens? The Mara cannot bear this. Then Mara wanted to take an opportunity to, to harm these monks. Therefore Mara went to the Brahmins and possessed them and said, now you should go to these monks, these virtuous monks, and you should abuse them, you should revile them, you should scold them and harass them. Saying, these monks, these ball-pated monks, that is how he, he said, he taught the people, these ball-pated monks, hmm, they are the swadi, uh, menial offspring of the, uh, from the feet of Brahma. They are very low persons. Hmm? They are black, mean. So these monks always say they meditate, meditate. They are jainosma, jainosma. Jai. There you see the word use jainosma, jainosma. We meditate, meditate. They are meditating, they are meditating, they premeditate, they outmeditate, they mismeditate, they meditate like owl, like an owl waiting on the branch of a tree, waiting for a mouse. Brood in their, uh, brood in their shoulders and heads down. That's what they do. Meditate, meditate. Ah, jaya, jaya. Like that, they started to blame, scold the monk. So with this, what happened? The Dusi Mara, after his death, he was born in purgatory life. So, venerable 
Moggallana said, said, do not do such things, do not harass these no, noble uh, disciples of the Buddha, or the Buddha. So here, friends, we see again, we come across the term jayati, jhana, jayati, jha, jha to, jha to burn, or jha to meditate. This is what I want to show you. Meditation or samadhi, when practice samadhi, the Buddha said in the Anguttara, Anguttara 5, said, monks, if one is not capable enough to patiently bear, uh, patiently endure five things, one cannot attain samadhi. If you can't endure patiently five things, you cannot attain samadhi. What are the five things? Buddha said, if you cannot patiently bear forms, whatever forms you see, forms, we, as we have eye, we can see forms. So we have to bear these things, endure these things patiently, not agitating, neither lust nor hate, with equanimous mind. That's the meaning. So the first thing is endure, patiently endure forms. Then second, patiently endure. If one cannot bear, cannot endure patiently uh, sounds, then orders, then taste, then tangible object, these five. If one cannot patiently endure these five, one cannot enter the concentration, samadhi. That is how the Buddha said. The Buddha very clearly said, there are four types of samadhi. Four types of samadhi. Once addressing the monks, Buddha said, because when developed and cultivated, there is one samadhi, one samadhi which when developed and cultivated, it leads to a peaceful abiding. That is one type of samadhi, concentration. It leads to peaceful abiding. What is that samadhi? When you develop and cultivate four jhana, four jhana, that is the way to peaceful abiding. That is the first kind of samadhi. Then secondly, Buddha said, monks, there is a samadhi when developed and cultivated, it leads to uh, knowledge and vision. Knowledge and vision. What is that samadhi? The Buddha said, that is when you develop and cultivate perception of light, aloka sanya, perception of light, you can develop, you can gain knowledge and vision. That is the second one. Then the third one, there is one samadhi, when developed and cultivated, it leads to mindfulness and clear comprehension. What is that samadhi? When developed and cultivated, feeling of thought, vedana, 
विदिता वेदना उपज्जाति नोविन नोविन फीलिंग्स एस फीलिंग्स इफ यू डेवलप एंड कल्टिवेट दिस इट लीड्स टू माइंडफुलनेस एंड क्लियर कंप्रहेंशन देन द फोर्थ वन द बुद्ध सेड मांग्स देयर इस समाधि व्हेन विच विच व्हेन डेवलप्ड एंड कल्टिवेटेड इट लीड्स टू कंप्लीट डिस्ट्रक्शन ऑफ ऑल टेंस डिफाइलमेंट्स व्हाट इस दैट समाधि दैट इस व्हेन डेवलप and cultivated the nature understanding the arising nature and vanishing nature of these five aggregates then you can understand you can completely destroy all defilements all taints those are the four types of samadhi the buddha said in the संयुक्त निकाय कनेक्टेड डिस्कोर्सेस ऑफ़ द बुद्ध द बुद्ध सेड पांच द बुद्ध सेड समाधिं बिक्कवे भावेत समाहितो बिखु यथा बुद्धं पजानादि समाहितो समाधिं बिक्कवे भावेत मांग्स डेवलप समाधि प्रैक्टिस कंसंट्रेट डेवलप समाधि समाधि बिक्कवे भावेत समाहितो बिक्कु यता बुद्धं पजानाति द कंसंट्रेटेड बिक्कु कंसंट्रेटेड मांग्स सी थिंग्स एस दे आ सी थिंग्स एस दे आ देन द बुद्ध क्वेश्चन व्हाट कैन यू व्हाट कैन ही सी एस दे आ ही कैन सी दिस फाइव एग्रीगेट्स as they are he can see this form form as form form aggregates as form aggregates the arising nature of form and the perishing nature of form that is to see as they are then arising nature of feelings perishing nature of feelings then arising nature of perception perishing nature of perception then arising nature of volitional formations and perishing nature of volitional formation arising nature of consciousness and perishing nature of consciousness this is what he can see the buddha said so this is how we how the buddha emphasized the importance of practicing this jhana samadhi samadhi bhikkave bhaveta the samadhi when we practice develop we always emphasize right concentration right samadhi which is called noble right concentration the noble right concentration is given in the chattarisaka sutta of the majjhima nikaya that is a very important discourse to understand different levels of the four of, of the noble eight pole path how the noble eight pole path becomes ten fold path is given in that particular discourse which is chattarisaka sutta maha chattarisaka sutta from the majjhima nikaya where the buddha said how this 
noble right concentration is developed. It is to be developed with the support and requisites with the support and requisites of the path. What are the support? The first seven factors of the path. You know the eighth factor of the noble eight path. Eighth factor is the right concentration. That concentration becomes right, noble right concentration with the support of the first seven factors of the path. That means when you come to your concentration, samadhi, you should be able to understand that it is rightly gained. You have clear understanding. That is your right understanding. You have right understanding in your samadhi. You know what is going on. You are not like a vegetable. You, you know what is going on. Right understanding is there. Then right thoughts are there. What are right thoughts? Samma Sankhapta. You have the thought to, to renounce, to renounce things, not to hold things, to give up, to share. You have the thought, uh, goodwill thoughts, that is metta. There is metta in your samadhi. Then you have no cruelty at all in your samadhi. Like that, all the first seven factors are to be completed. When you complete the first seven factors, the seventh one is called right mindfulness. Right mindfulness means the four establishments of mindfulness. Satipattana, chattaro satipattana. Where your right concent right mindfulness, as you have right mindfulness, then you come to right concentration. When you come to right concentration, your four jhanas are completed. That is what is, that is what is right concentration. Your jhanas are completed, your samadhi is completed with the support of the first seven factors of the Noble Eightfold Path. Friends, this is the crossroad. This is where we have to understand uh, fetters. Fetters. There are ten fetters. Uh, here, I ask uh, some friends from Singapore to draw this for me. <laughs> so, they have drawn this for us. These are the fetters. Uh, these ten. These are the fetters. You know the fetters. First one is personality belief. Sakkayaditti. Then vichikicca, doubt. Then silabhata paramasa, rules, thinking to rules and rituals. Then Kama Raga, sensual desire, Pathiga, uh, ill will, then clinging to material world, clinging to immaterial world, then conceit, then uh, restlessness, and finally ignorance. Those are the ten fetters. 
Now, these ten fetters are to be understood. When we understand these ten fetters, uh, there's a classic example, uh, particular discourse. Of course, not one. The Buddha taught three different discourses to this particular man, named uh, a monk, named Malunke Putta. It is interesting. He, while he was young, one day he was practicing, you know, secluded, he was practicing. Then uh, a thought pop up that uh, the Buddha has not answered ten questions, which are called unanswered questions. Buddha has never replied, never answered these ten questions. What are the ten questions? Whether the world is eternal, whether the world is not eternal, whether the world is finite, whether the world is infinite, Buddha has not answered this. And whether the uh, body is one and the self is another, or both self and body the same, Buddha has not answered this. Then. Whether the Arahant, the enlightened one, exists after death, does not exist after death, uh, exists or does not exist after death, neither exists nor non-exists after death. Those are the ten questions which are called unanswered ten questions. Some people came to the Buddha and asked these questions, but Buddha kept silence. So this monk, thought of this and thought that I should get the answers for these questions. I should go to see the Buddha now and I asked these questions. If the Buddha answered me, then I will remain and practice meditation. I stay in this sasana, the dispensation. Otherwise, if he does not answer me, I disturb and go home. Thinking this, he went to meet the Buddha. When he went to see the Buddha, he asked these questions. He asked Bhante, the Blessed One has not answered these ten questions. If the world is eternal, if the Blessed One knows this, tell me directly, straightforwardly, tell me. If the Blessed One does not know, then say, does not know. So, he said, whether the world is, he wants to know whether the world is eternal or not. Whether the world is finite or infinite. Whether the body and self one, or body and self two different things. Or the arahant, whether the arahant exists after death, does not exist after death exists and does not exist after death, and neither exists nor non-exist after death. He wants to know this, and he asked all these questions. And the Buddha said, Malunke Buddha, did I ever told you to come and get robe, uh, become a monk? If so, I would explain, I would answer these ten questions. Did I ever said that? He said, no. Then did you tell me 
Did you tell me that you would uh, come and get the robe, become monk, if the Buddha, if the Blessed One would answer these ten questions? Did you ever say that? He said, no. Then Buddha said, Malunka Buddha, to whom you are talk? What are you talking this? This is like if anybody answer this, uh, ask these questions again and again, no, answer is not given. He would die. Just like the person who was shot with an arrow, poisonous arrow. Suppose a man was uh, shot with an arrow, thickly smeared poisons. He was shot with the arrow. Now his friends and relatives come and they want to take the arrow off and treat him. They come with a surgeon. When they try to get the uh, arrow off, he says, no, no, don't take this arrow off. I want to know. Be before taking this, I want to know the person who shot me, whether he was a Shastriya, whether he was a Brahmin, whether he was a merchant, or whether he's a Shudra. I want to know this. I want to know what type of bow and arrow they used. What type of arrow is this? Made of what, what kind of things? Made of what? And what are the feathers they have used? I want to know this uh, bow. What type of string they have used? The skin. I want to know this. Until I know this, I, I do not let anybody to take the arrow off. And I want to know from which side he shot me. I want to know the person, whether he is a short man, whether he is a tall man, like that. He wants to know all these things. Buddha said, what happened then? He would die. He would die. So like that, Buddha said, you are also questions like that. The Buddha, Buddha very clearly said, Malunka Buddha. The Buddha, the Blessed One, has declared something. Then the Buddha has not declared something. What the Buddha has not declared, undeclared, are to be understood as undeclared things. What the Buddha has declared to be understood as declared things. So then Buddha explained what the Buddha has undeclared. Buddha said these ten questions. These ten questions are unanswered, undeclared by the Buddha. Then the Buddha pointed out why. These are unbeneficial. These are not pertaining to the fundamentals of the teaching. These are not leading to disenchantment. These are not leading to dispassion. These are not leading to cessation. These are not leading to peace. These are not leading to true knowledge. These are not leading to enlightenment. These are not leading to Nibbana. That is why I have not declared these ten questions. These are quite unanswered questions because 
not relevant in in short these are irrelevant what is irrelevant should not be followed by us that is the lesson given to us then the buddha pointed out what the buddha has declared buddha said i have declared unsatisfactoriness as unsatisfactoriness i have declared the cause of unsatisfactoriness as the cause of unsatisfactoriness then i have declared the cessation of unsatisfactoriness as the cessation of unsatisfactoriness and i have declared the path leading to the cessation of unsatisfactoriness as the path leading to the cessation of unsatisfactoriness these are very relevant these are very relevant these are beneficial these are quite pertinent to the uh, fundamental teachings these are uh, leading to disenchantment dispassion cessation peace true knowledge enlightenment and nibbana this is why i declared this the buddha said so he became very happy being delighted he uh, been satisfied he went away and another day in a group of monk while the monks were in the meditation hall buddha as monks the said monks can you remember do you know that i have taught about uh uh five lower fetters five lower fetters are of the 10 this first five are called lower fetters then the next five are called high fetters so buddha buddha said i have taught this five lower fetters can you remember this do you know this then this monk again malanka buddha said yeah yes i know i know and he said i know i know i can remember then the buddha asked how do you know he simply mentioned the name huh he said the buddha the blessed one has taught us personality belief as a fetter then doubt as a fetter rules and rituals as a fetter and sensual desire as a fetter and uh, ill will as a fetter the, then the buddha said isn't it not because of this that the uh, non buddhist the other wanderers of from other sects they uh, infute they refute they refuse this dhamma even they used the simile of the infant prone infant and they refuse this dhamma refute this dhamma using such things they say even the infant prone line how can he understand these fetters he should have no such fetters because every beings in sansara is bound with this ten fetters that is how we we are taught but the uh, other recluses other wanderers from other sects they criticized this dhamma buddha said they used this simile simile of the infant they said the the infant prone line he does not know even what what personality is 
then how comes is how uh, that he has personality belief if he has no personality if he had no such notion of personality how he has uh, personality belief then referring to the second one they said he does not know what the teaching is then how how does how uh, that he knows how that he has whether he has uh, doubt on the teaching vichikicha then the third one he does not know what rules are then how comes this uh, infant has he uh, right uh, rules and rituals and then the next one he does not know what karma is what sensual uh, pleasures what sensual is senses even he does not know what the senses are then how can he has this sensual pleasures then ill will referring to ill will he does not know what beings are if he does not know the beings how he has uh, ill will towards beings that is how other wanderers from other sects say the buddha said then venerable ananda said venerable sir it is the time now to teach the dhamma please teach the dhamma this all these monks would listen to the dhamma venerable ananda invited the buddha yeah the buddha said ananda there is a path there is a way to eradicate to destroy these fetters there is a way there is a path without entering the path if one would say that he knows fetters he sees fetters and he destroys fetters if one say so buddha said it is impossible it is impossible you have to come to the path buddha gave a simile it is suppose there is a huge tree the large tree which has hard wood if anyone says that he would cut this tree this hard wood without cutting the outer bark inner bark sap wood he would cut this hard wood but they said it is impossible but if one says that he can he should cut this hard wood first he should cut the outer bark then inner bark the sap wood then cut the hard wood it's like that the buddha explain and buddha then ask the question what is the path what is the way buddha ask and then the buddha pointed out the path the path is practicing jhana practicing jhana that is the path that is the way buddha said in order to practice you have to have 10 factors to enter the first jhana 10 factors this is the first time i read this first 10 uh, factors to complete what are the 10 factors first buddha said upadi viveka you have to 
be aloof from all sort of acquisition. Upadhi means acquisition here. Whatever the uh, whatever the you are uh, clinging attachment to things that is to be cut off. Upadhi viveka detached from all acquisitions. That is the first thing. Secondly, akusalanam dhammanam pahana. Avoid, abandon all a kusala, all unwholesome things. Abandon. Second. Then third, sabbaso khaya duttullanam patipasadi. Calm down, come to the state of tranquility of all bodily nausea, bodily uh, anxiety. That is the third one. Then Buddha said, Vivicheva kamehi, avoid, abandon all sensual, sexual pleasures. Vivicheva kamehi. Vivicha akusalehi dhammehi. Vivicha akusalehi dhammehi. Avoid all akusala. Unwholesome is. Vivicha akusalehi dhammehi. Then sa vitakkaṁ. Vitakka. Sankhappa. Vit. Sankhappa. Vitakka. Then sa vicharaṁ. Vichara. Sa vitakkaṁ. Sa vicharaṁ. Viveka jang detachment. Viveka jang piti and sukhaṁ. Viveka jang means born from detachment. What born? Both rapture and happiness. Those are the ten factors. With those ten factors, one enters the first jhana. This is from Maha Malunke Putta Sutta. You can read this sutta later. So, you enter the path, enter the first jhana. When you enter the first jhana, the Buddha said, then being in the jhana, you have to contemplate on the five aggregates. What are the five aggregates? Form aggregates, Feeling aggregate, perception aggregate, volitional formations aggregate, and consciousness aggregate. You have to observe these five aggregates. You have to understand these five aggregates. Understand the real nature. Understand as they are, the five aggregates. When you, when you uh, apply this, you have to observe the Eleven different as accept uh, expect eleven aspect of these five aggregates. Eleven aspect, eleven faces, eleven faces. What are the eleven? You have to see it as anicchato, anicca as impermanent. Then dukkato as suffering, anicchato dukkato. Then rogato as a disease, rogato, then gandato as a tumor, tumor, 
Gandato. Then Sallato as a Bab. Sallato. Then Aghato as a calamity. Aghato. Then Abadato as an affliction. Abadato. Then Parato as an alien. You see the aggregates as alien, not yours, as an alien. Parato. Then Palokato as something disintegrate. Disintegrate. Parato, Palokato. And then Sunyato as void. Nothing. It's void. Empty. No permanent entity. Then finally, anattato, selfless, no soul. In such a way, eleven aspect, you have to observe this eleven aspect. Then, Buddha said, you can understand fetters as fetters. The world links, they thought all the time, thought about these fetters and they are imbibed. They are engaged in this and therefore their underlying tendencies aggravate, their underlying tendencies increase. But the one who has, see, who has heard the Dhamma, who has skilled in the Dhamma, who has seen noble ones, who has uh, well disciplined in the noble ones Dhamma, such one, such persons, Noble ones, they understand these ten fetters properly and then they cut off their underlying tendencies and they cut off these uh, five lower fetters, the Buddha said. So when they cut these five lower fetters, this is the Dhamma, Dhamma way. You see, according to this picture, this is what is Sansara. We all are in Sansara. All this is called sansara. Flood. Sansara, sansaric flood. There are four types of flood here. Kama, Oga. Oga means flood. Stream. Kama, sensual pleasures. Then Bhava, Oga. Bhava means existence. Stream of existence. Then Vitti, Oga. View. Flood of view. And then avijja oga. Avijja means ignorance. Flood of ignorance. All those are called flood. Sansaric flood. Four types of flood is uh, formed with these four types of oga or uh, streams. So we we have to we have to uh, make our own raft. Buddha taught us Dhamma as a raft. Buddha gave this simile in the Alagadhupama Sutta of the Majjhimanikaya, snake simile sutta. There the Buddha gave this raft. Buddha said, make your own raft. Nobody else there to give you ride. You have to, you have to make your own raft. The raft is made out of four Four blocks, four blocks. What are the four? Four noble truths. Whole Dhamma is condensed to four noble truths. 
So, this four looks depicts four noble truths. We have to pedal the raft by ourselves using our own hands with the strength of our arms. We have to do it by ourselves. <laughs> we have to cross, cross the flood by, own, by our own effort. Buddha sa akha taro tatagata. Tathagata sa guides. They simply guide us. Even the Buddhas cannot take us to the attainment of enlightenment. We ourselves have to do this. So, when we do this, when we practice jhana, we can come to the first one, then we cut off the first, second and the third. What happens when we cut off these first three? We enter the path as a stream enterer, which is called stream winner. Stream winner. When you enter the path, you know that you have entered the path. It is your realization. You can understand that from this day, I will not be born in animal realms. I will not be born in hungry ghost realm. I will not be born in purgatory life's perdition. I have already attained this path as a stream enterer. My enlightenment is definite. Definitely, I will attain enlightenment. You know that. Nobody else wants to say that. So, this is given in the Pancha Bhaya Vera Sutta in the Sangha Nikaya. Five, fear and animosity. This course name, five, fear and animosity. Five types of fear and animosity is this course. Uh, how to become a stream enterer, it's given. So, friends, when you come to this point, if you cut off these five fetters, what happens? You can, although you are on the path, still you are not immortal. You are not immortal. You are not free from death. Anytime you will die. We all will die anytime. Being a stream enterer, we die. Being a once returner, you die. Non returner, you die. So, when you, if you die, at this point, after cutting off the fifth fetter, you will become a non-returner from where you can go to this place which is called pure abodes. Pure abodes. There are five types of pure abodes in which you can attain enlightenment as upahacha, as reaching this place you can attain enlightenment by cut off all these ten fetters, or else while they are as antara, interim, you can attain enlightenment, or as without effort you can attain enlightenment, or with effort you can attain enlightenment, and finally, if not, you can go upper stream and attain enlightenment as akkanittaka. That is how, when you attain enlightenment, you reach the uh, state of Nibbana. So, that is how the Buddha taught us. Uh, those who do not die at this point, as we live here in this very world, 
we can cut off the next five fetus as well. We can cut off the uh, desire to be born in form realms, fine material and immaterial and then conceit, then restlessness and finally ignorance. Those who cut off all these ten fetters are called enlightened ones. Fetters of the ten fetters, this place, avidya, ignorance, is connected with taints. Connected with taints. If you cut off taints, taints are called asava. If you cut off all taints, there are three types of taint. Kama, kamasava, Bhavasava and Avijasava, taints of sensual pleasures, taint of ex existence, taints of uh, ignorance. If you cut off these ten, uh, these asavas, you will become uh, Kinasava. Kinasava is an epithet, a special term for Arahant. You will become one of the Arahants in the world. Friends, this is how the Buddha taught this Dhamma. Buddha taught this Dhamma to uh, Malunke Putta, this Sutta. And then he did not attain enlightenment mere listening to this Dhamma talk. Another day, when he was old, one day he went to the Buddha and asked Bhante, please give me instructions in short, in brief, so that I can ardently resolutely practice and attain enlightenment. Then the Buddha said, you now old, you are you lived long. Now if you ask Dhamma in brief, what can I say, what can I teach these young ones, young monks? You are old person, you ask to give me this in brief. Then he said, Bhante, if you give me in brief this Dhamma, I can practice and attain enlightenment. Therefore, the Buddha said, suppose, Malunka, you have never seen forms. This is very important. You have never seen forms. You do not see forms now. You have no idea, no intention uh, of seeing forms in future. That means, no past, no present, no future. You have no connection at all with the form. If you have no such connection, Buddha asks whether you have uh, any sort of clinging, attachment, desire, love towards that form. Then he said, no. If you have, then Buddha said, if you have, if you have no attachment, Clinging, desire, love towards that form, Malunke Putta, you are not there. You are not there. As long as you cling to certain things, you are there. Then if you are not there, you are not here also. Buddha said, if you are not there, you are not here also. If you are not there and here, here and there both, you are not in the middle as well. This is how the Buddha taught. You are not in the middle. You are not in this world, not in the next world. That is the cessation. That is the attainment of enlightenment. Buddha instructed in this manner 
and he then uh, went to a certain place for seclusion and he practiced ardently, absolutely he practiced and he attained enlightenment, became, a, became one of the enlightened ones in the world. Friends, this is how we have to understand the Dhamma. So whenever you come to a, a jhana, even the first jhana, whatever the jhanas, four jhanas and also three attainments. What are the three attainments? Those are called immaterial, infinite of space, infinite of uh, consciousness and nothingness. All these, whenever you come to, when you attain this, you can switch to insight. That is what is important. Always try to switch to insight. Try to understand the nature of anicca, dukkha and anatta. Try to understand that it is not mine, not me, not myself. That is the purpose of practicing jhana. That is the real purpose of practicing jhana. So let's all practice properly. Come to jhana. Come to samadhi and then switch to insight so that we can get the maximum benefit of this wonderful Dhamma taught by our Lord, the Supreme Buddha. May we all attain supreme bliss of Nibbana. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Please write your questions and put this into the box so that I can take tonight, 7 o'clock.